It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. And you still like me or you you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. (laughs) I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, Longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth. In America, wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. The 2020 election was rigged. And everyone knows it. You know who knows it more than anyone else? The Democrats. Just yesterday, we had a giant victory in the great state of Pennsylvania. A statewide court ruled that the practice of no excuse mail-in ballots put in place by Democrats right before the stolen election is illegal and flagrantly unconstitutional. And therefore, I assume we won the state. I assume. We also won a major case in Wisconsin, and they're really going strong on the fraud, where a judge ruled that drop boxes, you know, they call them the lock boxes, right? I call them the unlock boxes, that they were illegal. They were illegal. Tens of thousands of votes. He ruled that they were illegal. We have a woman with us today, Catherine Engelbrecht, who heads through the vote, which has uncovered massive illegal ballot harvesting and other forms of ballot fraud, a scheme with 2,000, they call them ballot mules. These are people. They call them mules. People. And they walk in early in the morning with thousands and thousands of ballots, and they stuff the ballot boxes in Georgia and other states. And they have it on tape. Now, all they have to do is release the tape. They don't want to release the tape. They don't want to release the tape, but it's in tape. And it's on tape in more than just one state. And they're looking at it now very strongly. They don't want it to get out. They don't like it because it would show that the election was a fraud. They don't like it. Let's see what happens. All right, that was President Trump in Texas on Saturday night. You know, the thing that struck me, besides, of course, what he said, and I want to comment on that, is how hard it is to find anything, any clips uh, that, uh, of him speaking. It, you know, when I'm in the business, it's just, uh, they, it, the blackout is just amazing. And so keep that in mind. There is so much that we don't know that's happening, and I'm going to talk about the Canadian truckers in a minute. Same thing, They're, the whole story about 50,000 Canadian truckers taking their trucks to Ottawa has been blacked out in Canadian news. So here we have a blackout too. You cannot hear from President Trump. Heaven forbid you should hear what he had to say. But he talked about election fraud, and that's the other thing that's been blacked out because, of course, you know that's the big lie. There was no election fraud in 2020. And anyone who says there is, you know, deserves to be in jail in D.C., you know, for believing lies. Uh, And that's a whole other issue. There's a lot of stories developments on the January 6th prisoners. I'm not sure I'm going to get to that today, but I will get to that this week. All right, so lots of things are being blacked out. But on the election situation, I want to do, Catherine Ingebrecht that he mentioned is actually a longtime friend of mine. And uh, there have been so many discoveries 
of voter fraud. The states, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, he mentions Pennsylvania, people are making incredible uh, progress in ferreting out uh, what what the fraud actually was in 2020. In fact, Dinesh D'Souza is making a movie about it. And so um, uh, stay tuned. We'll do, I hope to do an entire show on this as well. All right, but meanwhile, uh, in Trump's home, beloved city of New York, uh, there was a huge uh, procession of, uh, for the funeral of the slain New York Police Department detective Jason Rivera. Let's just, if you can picture, this is an aerial view there were thousands and thousands of New York City policemen standing in tribute. And I think even my description maybe doesn't, it, the, the, the visual is just amazing. In fact, let's listen to the audio a little bit while I try to describe to you what's happening. This is a little bit of the sound of what happened during that procession. Let's listen. As the body goes by, all the policemen are saluting. are beating. Just keep it rolling for a minute. You can see from the aerial view that uh, they are saluting and it makes uh, something on their caps turn white. And so this mass of hats, I mean, from the aerial view, it's it's massive. It's just hard to explain. And uh, they're, of course, in formation and, they, and they're close together. It's not like they're separated. It's just a mass of police humanity. And they're turning their hats in tribute to him as they march toward the cathedral. And again, this is New York police detective Jason Rivera, who I think was in his early 20s. His wife spoke at the service. Many of you have seen part of that. But I wanted you to hear just a little bit of what she had to say. Let's listen. Jason is so happy right now that all of you are here. Jason is so happy right now that all of you are here. Through pain and sorrow, this is exactly how he would have wanted to be remembered like a true hero, or like I used to call him, Big P.O. Rivera. You have the whole nation on gridlock. And although you won't be here anymore, I want you to live through me. The system continues to fail us. We are not safe anymore, not even the members of the service. I know you were tired of these laws, especially the ones from the new DA. I hope he's watching you speak through me right now. I'm sure all of our blue family is tired too. But I promise, we promise, that your death won't be in vain. I love you to the end of time. We'll take the watch from here. All right, so that was, um, that was just part of her 10-minute speech. And uh, she was very emotional, as you can imagine. But the, the point is that uh, New York City, 
especially, has seen so many of their policemen killed brutally. Uh, and just in 2020, just starting in January, it's just starting. Uh, and it, I think the police have had it. Why can't, Why wouldn't they have had it while they have these prosecutors who are letting, they have a no-bail pol- policy, so they commit a crime, and then they let them out on the streets immediately. And that's why the crime uh, the crime rate has skyrocketed, and so it's uh, it's um, it's open season on police. And can we not all see why that's that can't go any good place? It just can't. And our policemen are, um, you know, they they are the thin blue line. My husband and I fly that flag uh, with our American flag right under it. The thin blue line is a tribute uh, to police officers everywhere who stand in the gap. You have no idea. You have no idea what life would be like if we had no protection or even a semblance, even a, you know, they act as a deterrent. Even if their numbers don't add up to the number of potential crimes in an area, just their presence and their bravery and their stand is a deterrent from would-be criminals. And so we have to do everything we can to stop this. But meanwhile, there are people in New York City who feel a very different way. As a matter of fact, Uh, Christopher Flanagan, who teaches math at Coney Island Prep in Brooklyn, went onto his LinkedIn post and posted uh, lots of things. I think we have, um, I think we have a clip of that. Or no, it's the actress we have a clip of. Uh, He, this is what he posted. He said, um, basically, he posted an overhead shot of thousands of officers lining Fifth Avenue for Rivera's funeral Friday at St. Patrick's Cathedral. The post was captioned five thirty twenty. NYPD SUV drives into a crowd of protesters. Ideal conditions for reciprocity. So he is just basically saying someone should just take an SUV and drive through, plow through those policemen. This is a perfect opportunity. Meanwhile, an actress, Jacqueline Guzman, who is uh, working on Broadway, uh, she's the one with the audio. Let's listen to what she had to say. Do not need to shut down most of lower Manhattan because one cop died for probably doing his job incorrectly. They kill people who are under 22 every single day for no good reason, and we don't shut down the city for them. So, like, this is f***ing ridiculous. This is f***ing ridiculous. What if somebody is having a heart attack in this area? Nobody can get to them because it's all blocked off for one f***ing cop. We do not need to shut down most of lower Manhattan because one cop died for probably doing his job incorrectly. They kill people who are under 22 every single day for no good reason, and we don't shut down the city for them. And so uh, that's, uh, that's what her response was. The wickedness, the wickedness is just beyond the pale. Of course, uh, Jason Rivera and his partner were called to a domestic dispute, and they were both murdered in that incident. Uh, just brutally murdered for no reason. They were trying to help, and of course, that's what they got. You know, I don't know if you, uh, any of you watch uh, NYPD Blue or if you did watch it. My husband and I were kind of late to the party. We've been watching it a lot, and it reminds me so much of the, it's, it's hard to describe. To people that are criminals or are really only live for themselves, it all seems ridiculous. But the selflessness of policemen and public servants uh, um, pr- people who serve in the military, who go into harm's way to save others, firemen, is just such an incredibly noble thing. And we know that from Scripture, that no greater love hath man than this, that a man lay down his life for a friend, and even more for a stranger. And of course, that's the example that Jesus gave us, laying down his life for all of us. 
Uh, it is a nobility that is hard to comprehend. Um, a lot of the people who live in this world and don't believe in God or an eternity think it's stupid. You know, life is the thing that they must cling to because it is all that they have. But anyway, that happened in uh, New York. That's all they think they have uh, in New York City. That's what happened on Friday, and I wanted you to be aware of that. Meanwhile, up in Canada, uh, lots of noise going on. Let's listen to clip 13. truckers headed to Ottawa, Canada. Uh, from the West Coast and the East Coast, they descended uh, onto the capital. And meanwhile, uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, he disappeared. They said that he and his family were placed in an, uh, you know, an undisclosed lo- location because uh, he's a, it's such a great threat, of course, from the truckers. Uh, and he actually made this statement. You should hear what he has to say. Clip 14. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Yeah, so uh, this small fringe of people, small fringe, 50,000 truckers uh, joined by heaven only knows how many thousands of Canadians joining them in their cars, lining the streets. Uh, Some of the provinces actually enacted laws quickly at the last minute to make it illegal for people to stand on the side, exacted, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fines. Yeah, so it's it's just so hostile. And, of course, there's a blackout on uh, the whole whole caravan. there were no, there was no violence uh, in Ottawa over the weekend as they descended on it in their trucks, and of course the people are desperate there. I wish I had more time to talk about it, but uh, they're not standing down. They are not standing down. Could this possibly be the beginning of a chink in the armor uh, of that whole COVID scandal, uh, masquerade of vaccines and passports? I hope so. Okay, stay tuned. Next is Dr. Ben Marble of MyFreeDoctor.com. Don't go away. This is Raising Godly Boys with Mark Hancock. You grab your tackle box, tie on your favorite lure, and head to the shore for a relaxing day of fishing. But hours later, you haven't had a single fish bite your line. Parenting can feel like that sometimes, especially when you are trying to communicate with boys. When it doesn't seem like your son is listening, it's time to adjust your approach, time to connect with him. Put your phone down, give him your focused attention, eye-to-eye contact, Initiate physical touch. But even if he still doesn't seem to hear you, don't lose heart. After all, the most rewarding fish to catch is the one you catch after a day of no bites. For more parenting ideas on raising boys into godly men, visit Trail USA or RaisingGodlyBoys.com. Don't lament past mistakes. Move forward at RaisingGodlyBoys.com. 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 This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life 
and pray for our country's leaders. Today we pray for Pamela Melroy, Deputy Administrator of NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. NASA is responsible for our country's civilian space program as well as aeronautics and space research. Psalm 8.3 reminds us that the planets and the stars are God's creation. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. Right now with this in mind, let's pray. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Pamela Milroy in her work at NASA. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is the service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Get your 2022 prayer guide and make this the year of prayer. Available now at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stearns. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash starnes. Imagine your fourth grader comes home from school and announces they've joined a club celebrating queerness. What would you do? Moms in Beaverton, Oregon took off their aprons and went down to the school board looking for answers. Turns out that teachers at Raleigh Hills Elementary School launched a club promoting the LGBT agenda. It's called the Queer Straight Alliance. Fifth graders were recruited to groom fourth graders for the club without parental notification. One parent said the kids are just far too young to be learning about this sort of stuff. School leaders say parental consent is not needed, and anyone who has a problem may be dealing with homophobia. The San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus recently performed an anthem titled, We're Coming for Your Children. You should Google it. You should listen to it. And you should believe it. By the way, you should get a copy of my new book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl, available at ToddSterns.com. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Rogan, who hosts the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, has frequently promoted unproven methods for treating COVID-19 and downplayed the need for vaccines. Last year, Spotify purchased his podcast library for an estimated $100 million. Dr. Murthy, what do you think are the best ways to push back on misinformation about COVID that continues to be aggressively pushed, whether it be Joe Rogan's podcast or all over Facebook? Well, Mika, it's such an important question because we can have the best science available. We can have the best public health expertise available, but it won't help people if they don't have access to accurate information. You know, something I've always believed as a doctor is that people have the right to make their own decisions, but they also have the right to have accurate information to make that, de that decision with. I know when it comes to how we root out the misinformation in society right now, 
and give people access to actual inf accurate information, we've got to do several things. Number one, we've got to recognize that our technology platforms, whether in particularly social media, these have a, an important role to play. These are the predominant places where we're seeing misinformation spread. Uh, these platforms have still not stepped up to do uh, the right thing and do enough, I should say, to reduce the spread of misinformation. But each of us also has a role to play here because we all have platforms. And particularly if you're somebody who has a large following, whether you're an entertainer, a politician, in the media, it's your, your responsibility, all of our responsibilities, to make sure that we are thoughtful in what we are sharing. Uh, this is not just about entertainment. It's not just about uh, garnering clicks. This is about people's lives. And we have seen time and time again that misinformation costs people their lives. Uh, so, you know, we all have a, this is not just about what government can do. This is about companies and individuals recognizing that the only way we get past misinformation is if we are careful about what we see and we use the power that we have to limit the spread of that misinformation. Uh, that's going to be a critical part of how we get through this pandemic. All right. That was U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. And he said that Tuesday on MSNBC. You can always tell when the left says something, as I've told you many times, what they say and accuse is exactly what they're doing. People will die if they hear this misinformation. And the truth is, if people are not hearing the real truth about COVID and its treatments, they are dying. We talk about that almost every single day. And of course, he's threatening. He's the U.S. Surgeon General. He's talking about these social media platforms. How dare they? Let people like Joe Rogan speak freely on Spotify. How dare they do that? So Spotify, in spite of taking a strong stand against um, the singer who threatened to boycott them or threatened to remove his product, they removed, what, I can't even think of his name, but they removed his product. And uh, I thought they were going to take a strong stand, but how silly of me. So Spotify has come under tremendous pressure, and they are enacting sweeping new rules to mark dangerous content, deceptive medical information that threatens to terminate rule breakers. They threaten to terminate them. So since I'm on Spotify, maybe I'll be uh, uh, exacted from that as well. But And meanwhile, speaking of um, uh, misinformation, Martin Kaldorf has written, uh, he's the Harvard epidemiologist, and he has uh, this incredible academic record. He just wrote uh, the, probably the most important paper refuting uh, the vaccines and the lockdowns and all of that, and it has been just scrubbed. Scrubbed. He put it on LinkedIn because he couldn't get it published anywhere, and uh, LinkedIn scrubbed it. And there's more to say about that, but then if I said it, I wouldn't be able to introduce our next guest. Dr. Ben Marble has been with us before. He's a practicing physician in Florida. He's the founder of MyFreeDoctor.com, which I talk about all the time. I recommend that you go there uh, when you get COVID and need some help. They give a free medical care. They give it to you for a donation, and um, they have managed to establish and give protocols and save lives all over the state of Florida and probably all over the country. And he joins us this morning. Good morning, Dr. Marble. Good morning, Sandy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so it was a week ago that you were in Washington, D.C., uh, participating as a panelist for uh, Ron Johnson, who's a good friend of the show, Dr. Marble, uh, I know he had this great uh, panel on uh, reviewing. But of course, how would people know? Because you see, uh, it's been scrubbed also from the, we can't, it's very hard to find information about that. So from your perspective, was that an effective time that you spent on that panel? Oh, yes. I think the trip to D.C. was was a great uh, event for all of us. Um, I certainly, uh, we appreciate uh, Senator Ron Johnson and letting us, speak and, and try to share the truth with the American people because the censorship is out of control. The, the, uh, totalitarians, the, the, uh, I call them the PC Nazis like Vivek Murthy and, 
and uh, Dr. Death Fauci uh, with all of their uh, flagrant censorship and just evil ideas. Um, you know, Vivek Murthy and Fauci, they both need to be arrested and on trial for crimes against humanity for what they're doing. Uh, it's just pure evil trying to censor everybody. For example, you know, I've been censored repeatedly. October of 2020, I went to the White House. I let the world know this was before the election. I went to the White House, let everybody in the world know that dementia Joe does actually have dementia. Everybody knows Joe Biden has dementia. Every doctor in America knows Joe Biden has dementia. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, they all censored that. They deleted it so that the American public did not know, uh, or, or people who have no, you know, who aren't medical might not know. It's pretty obvious to all the doctors that Biden has dementia, but they censored it, is the point. And so uh, somehow Biden made it into office, and now we have a president with obvious dementia sitting in the White House. It's absurd. It's crazy. This is what happens when you get censorship. Uh, of this kind in America. Now we wind up with this puppet of a president and all the bad things that he's doing. It's crazy. Yes. Dr. Marble, let's talk just for a second. I want to uh, underscore one of the things you testified to at that hearing was your myfreedoctor.com. And uh, there was this great article about you in Epoch Times. Uh, you said that with the well, you've treated 150,000 COVID-19 patients and you've had a 99.99% survival. That sounds crazy. So um, is it true? <laughs> yes, it is. It's true. You know, this is what we've been doing. We just ignored all the uh, bad ideas from Fauci and friends and uh, just started delivering early treatment because early treatment of all illnesses is good medicine. And so we... Uh, just started delivering the early treatment protocols. We've done over 150,000 free doctor visits to America, and we do have a 99.99% uh, survival rate with our early treatment, early treatment protocols. And so we feel that the science is settled. Early treatment wins by a mile. It's, it's not even close. We know early treatment wins. What do we know? We know early treatment works. So what we know does not work. We know these fake vaccines, they're not safe. They're not effective. They don't work unless you're trying to kill people and give people myocarditis, strokes, heart attacks, other bad problems. They work at that, but they don't work at preventing COVID. So we know the fake poisonous vaccines do not work, but we know early treatment works. So it's pretty simple. Don't take poison. Do take early treatment if and when you get COVID. And the good news on that is, is the early treatment protocols work if you're vaccinated or if you're not vaccinated. Either way, uh, early treatment is the key to uh, stopping and defeating COVID. And that's uh, sort of where we're at right now. We know that the fake vaccines don't work. We know early treatment does. And so there's a great pivot. And uh, the problem is the media, uh, fake news and uh, all the alphabet organizations, everything that they preach and propagate is all lies uh, based on fake science, uh, and like fake science claiming that masks work. We we know masks do not work. It's a slam dunk, open and shut case. Masks do not stop COVID. Lockdowns do not stop COVID. Social distancing does not work. Uh, we need to end all these policies, which are really just designed to destroy America and usher in the globalist uh, pandemic for one world government. That's what's really going on. Yeah. And the people who can't see that by now are, are just aren't paying attention.
Uh, let me just enter uh, and jump in and give a story. I read this this morning. It came out yesterday. There's a little island mm-hmm. in the Pacific Ocean, and it's called uh, Kiribati. It has been. It has n- had no cases of COVID since the thing broke out, and uh, so they just haven't had any. They closed their borders, and then uh, suddenly they decided to open their borders, and um, a group of uh, Mormons, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Missionaries chartered a plane to bring home 54 of the citizens in the island, and they used really rigorous precautions. They were double-vaxxed. They were boosted. They had to test negative for COVID three times in Fiji before arrival. Uh, Third, they had to go into quarantine two weeks before the flight. Number four, they were put in quarantine with additional testing when they arrived at the island, and despite all of that, of the 54 passengers on that plane, 36 tested positive for COVID. And now Kiribati has 37 COVID cases and now 181, and it's growing. And now they shut down everything, and they, you know, now they're shutting their borders and doing distancing and all that, which is what the rest of the world did. But the ridiculousness of it, it's it's like, it is really like a fable, like the emperor's new clothes, uh, has no clothes. It's It really is kind of a like a silly uh Horrible, silly uh, story unfolding before our eyes, the world's foolishness over this. And that's partly what's right. so frightening. Uh, yeah, we, and, I mean, we've seen this over and over and over and over again. The, the simple reality is the fake vaccine causes COVID, period. Anybody who says otherwise is full of crap. And here's why. We know the, the shot, the fake vaccine, it's, it's mRNA gene therapy or DNA gene therapy. And know what shots you get, but it makes your body produce the spike protein. The spike protein is the most dangerous component of COVID-19. It's the part that causes all the symptoms. It's the self-spreading bioterror weapon. So you get the shot into your body, your body starts making the spike protein, you get all the symptoms of COVID and a positive test. Okay, then, this is where it gets crazy, but this is a great example of how to lie with statistics. Then if you get sick and wind up in the hospital and you die less than 14 days after the shot, your death is considered a COVID death, not a vaccine death. Okay, and this is the great big lie. And this is how they're using statistics to lie and convince everybody that COVID's going around, uh, you know, killing everybody. But it's really the shots that are causing the COVID that are killing everybody. And the problem is, is... Nine billion doses of these shots were given in the year 2021. So this year, we're going to see the greatest mass die off in the history of the world. More people will die this year than any year in human history. Well, and to and to under to kind of confirm that is at least is this report of all these deaths that have taken place in the prime years of American citizens, not from in the last two years, and not from uh, COVID, not from drug overdose, all, not from suicide, but all, just all unexplained death. Mortality is up forty percent, and it's. Very simple. One plus one equals two. Fake COVID vaccine plus time equals more COVID. That's that simple. Yep. Hey, let me Fake ask you. Fake shot cause COVID. I want to ask you some questions. And if you could, well, just if you could give me short answers to several questions that people have, sure. if it's possible. Uh, you know, the monoclonal yeah. antibodies, of course, the whole control of that was taken over by the federal government. Florida was having tremendous success with that. And then recently, mm-hmm. they cut them off completely without any warning. Um, and so my question is, is there no way to bypass the feds and get monoclonal antibodies? I know that uh, Ron DeSantis did that at one point. Has that been prevented also, blocked? Apparently, they have prevented it. 
prevented it. And, you know, it's an obvious that was a way to attack Florida and because, you know, how dare DeSantis do a good job and actually, you know, uh, bring down COVID hospitalizations and death rates. So they took away the main tool he was using to do that, uh, and that was monoclonal antibodies. Again, once again, proven the, the CDC, FDA, everything they do is to maximize death. If there's something that works, then they'll take it away. If there's something that doesn't work, like remdesivir that kills you, then that's the only drug you get to use. Uh, so that's what I see happening. Yeah. All right. Let me, this next question, over and over and over and over again, in fact, I had a quote to read you earlier, but I, rather than find it, I'm going to just say, we hear constantly, but the vaccine makes your chance of getting COVID less, and when you get it, it's not as bad, and if you go to the hospital, your stay is shorter. We hear that over All and over lies. again. Is that true? If you're far more likely to get COVID if you get the shot, uh, you are not uh, more. It's debatable whether you have a less severe case. Or not they, they basically they shift the goalpost because at first they claimed it would prevent you from getting it. Then everybody found out that that was a lie. Now they're going to claim, well, if you do get it, that your your case won't be severe. That's also a lie. See, they use the statistics on uh, of hospitalizations. It's really a, a pandemic of the vaccinated. That's what we actually know. But like I said before, if you get COVID from the shot and then you want to be in the hospital and die, if it's less than 14 days after the shot, that's, you're not considered vaccinated. So that's just a great example of how to lie with statistics. It's just a great big lie. Everything that they do is a lie. And they all, you know, the leaders uh, who are in charge, which is really uh, uh, Nazi Klaus Schwab, uh, Nazi Fauci, Bill Gates of hell, George Soros. Uh, a couple of other of the billionaire elite, they all need to be rounded up and arrested and on trial as soon as possible because if you arrested those jerks, the pandemic would end tomorrow. Well, that's an interesting... I'll have to, we'll have to pr- frame what you just said, Dr. Marble. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think you're wrong about this. Based on, I, I actually, actually... I've been calling Dr. Fauci Dr. Mengele because I really honestly don't think there's much difference. Uh, that was, of course, Hitler's... Uh, oh, he, well, uh, he's, he makes Hitler look like a choir boy. Uh, Fauci's by far the greatest mass murderer in the history of the world. Uh, every single COVID death he's responsible for because all the science, you know, the evidence is in. We know he paid for the creation of it. The, he funded the gain of function research. Uh, COVID-19 is his baby. He, he or, you know, orchestrated the entire uh, plan to create it as well as the vaccine to, you know, he, he created the disease and then he created the, the fake vaccine to treat the disease. So, He's responsible for both sides. So every COVID death is a murder by Fauci, as far as I'm concerned. And that's why he needs to be arrested on trial as soon as possible. He right, needs to go talk, down. Well, let's talk about the effect on the medical community. I, I, I'm personally shocked. I'm really shocked that doctors have fallen in line with this, knowing they're, knowing what they know. And they are not ignorant about what's actually happening. They are yeah. actually allowing their patients to be killed by these, uh, by whether it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the oh, I can't even, remdesivir Certainly. and other treatments. Yeah, so pandemic so, of malpractice, malpractice yeah, so, across the country. Go ahead. All right, so um, I was just talking to uh, a group in Tennessee who have laid the groundwork for a completely alternate uh, medical universe where doctors parallel, are licensed parallel. parallel. Sure. Yes, yes. And so, what do you know about that? Well, we're we're concerned about you know trying to have you know, having to create parallel uh, health systems for a couple of reasons. One, the current blood bank is, the current blood supply in America is compromised with uh, 
vaccinated blood. Vaccinated blood contains the spike protein, which causes disease. Uh, if you need blood, you do not want to get blood uh, from a vaccinated person because you're probably going to get sick with COVID. Uh, and the current blood supply is compromised. So uh, yeah, theoretically, we're going to have to create a parallel blood banking system, uh, organ donors, uh, you know, if you're going to donate uh, uh, an organ or sperm or eggs, um, you probably want to get it from an unvaccinated person. So there's theoretically the need for, for all these parallel systems because the current, you know, the current uh, blood supply is compromised as well as other things. So uh, that's the thing. There's a lot of different people working on these ideas. Um Certainly, what we're doing, MyFreeDoctor.com, is a parallel system of its own in that we're leaving insurance out of the equation and we're just, you know, delivering early treatment protocols to the patients as best we can uh, in all, all 50 states. So we're doing that on the telemedicine side, but uh, there are other people working on, on the same ideas for, for blood and for other products as well. All right, let's go back to Florida. Um my understanding is that uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, who's been a champion really to the country for those people that are managing to actually hear the truth about what's going on with these vaccines and protocols and mandates, uh, and my understanding is that he's come, coming under enormous pressure. What do you know about that? Oh, I'm sure he is. Um, certainly, you know, there's a, a large elderly population in Florida, and, you know, <clears throat> Wanting to help those people is certainly a good thing, and but uh, the problem is, is when these fake vaccines came out, people just assumed they were normal vaccines, and the average person has no idea what they really are. They're nothing close to an actual vaccine. So that's going to be a problem going forward. I'm actually uh, have a meeting, upcoming meeting with the Florida Surgeon General to discuss ways that hopefully my free doctor can work with the, the state of Florida to hopefully help to uh, maximize the delivery of the early treatment protocols to the citizens of Florida. Um, uh, we'll see how that goes in a few days, but uh, uh, I, you know, I haven't met with DeSantis personally myself, but I, I would like to uh, in the future going forward to you know, help in any way that I can. Um, so I don't know too much on the inside uh, details of what's going on with DeSantis, but uh, uh, you know, certainly we're trying to do what we you know, do our part to help as best as possible. You know, I, I should say also that the Florida Surgeon General, whose name I can't remember right now, but um, the, it, I, he's uh, gone through quite, uh, he's gotten quite a bit of hassle during his confirmation. And has, has that confirmation been complete then? Because people didn't want him. Yeah, obviously. Uh, uh, Joe, Joe Latipo is the Surgeon General here in Florida, and I believe his confirmation was just last week. But yeah, of course, some of the Democrats walked out and all about, I believe he was still confirmed, is my understanding of it. So. He's doing an awesome job, I'll say, since he came in and really ramped up the whole idea of early treatment. And uh, Florida has, has, you know, helped, uh, you know, started their program on that. And, but, of course, uh, they were doing so well with the with the monoclonals that Mr. Uh, Joe and his infinite wisdom decided to pull the rug out from under him. So uh, that's, you know, a problem because the, the, the monoclonal antibodies did help. I mean, no, no one drug is perfect, but uh, they certainly helped. And, and we're part of the early treatment protocols that we use. And uh, so that's going to be a tool that we're going to miss All having right. to help our patients. So the bottom line is, you know, uh, the monoclonals did help. And just to cancel it just because it's not as good for one variant is really short-sighted because 
what about the next two or three variants? What if they're uh-huh. good for those, you know? Uh, yes, because I- there are more variants coming. Well, and there were no studies to show what they, uh, they except one study by a drug company that ha- had a vested interest in uh, them finding monoclonal antibodies in a, that current form uh, not effective. So uh, n- not good reasons. Dr. Ben Marble is at myfreedoctor.com. If you need help with COVID, go to myfreedoctor.com. Dr. Marble, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for this morning. Sandy Rios in the morning. Hello, I'm Don Hawkins, here to tell you about Encouragement Live, 55 minutes of industrial-strength radio encouragement featuring resourceful guests plus practical biblical insights to help you face life's challenges. We'll be taking your phone calls, so plan to join us for Encouragement Live, Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central, 8.05 p.m. Eastern, here on American Family Radio. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The city lies four square, its length, width, and height all equal, 1,380 miles for each dimension. The city's wall is 216 feet high, 12 gates around the city, with each gate made of a single pearl. Streets of gold so pure, they're translucent. No need for a sun, God's glory lights the city. No tears, no pain. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. This is Frank Affney with the Secure Freedom Minute. We lost two great Americans last weekend. Their deaths would have been mourned at any time, but especially so in this perilous moment. The first was a storied military leader, 100-year-old Army Major General John Singlock. 
Jack was a special forces warrior who performed extraordinary feats as a member of the Office of Strategic Services in World War II during the Chinese Civil War in Korea and Vietnam. His courage and unwavering opposition to communism were inspirations to countless others here and around the world. The second was Larry Greenfield, a much younger man, but also a lifelong freedom fighter. While Larry served as a naval intelligence officer, he will be most remembered for his many non-kinetic contributions in the War of Ideas on behalf of our exceptional country and its most important ally, Israel. God bless these departed national treasures. This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. I want to remind you that Chip Roy, Congressman Chip Roy, is leading an effort to defund the vaccine mandates. That's a very important effort because there's going to be a funding bill that's going to come up. Uh, you know, February is almost with us. Tomorrow will be February. It's coming up in the month of February. And a group of a couple dozen Republicans so far have signed on to this. They're mostly members of the House Freedom Caucus. God bless the House Freedom Caucus. And they are standing up to not, uh, their leaders, McConnell and McCarthy, because they always cave. They always do. Uh, they always do. That's why we're in this shape that we're in. And so they, um, you, wanna, you, you might want to call your congressman and tell them to sign on to Chip Roy, you know, join this group of Republican congressmen uh, to stop the mandates. Stop the mandates. And that's really the only way we're going to get it done. You know, I... Um, the only way politicians respond is through pressure from their constituents. And now, you know, they hardly do that anymore. Really, they're just, uh, they've gotten so entrenched in D.C., like, like somehow they're untouched. They forget that, you know, they're eventually going to have to go back home and live with the things that they did. And so the mandates are, are some of them. And I just wanted to tell you that, by the way, a Canadian new who's speaking, speaking of those uh, truck Protests, uh, the 50,000 truckers that are driving, have been driving across Canada. A Canadian, our own uh, Fred Jackson used to be with Canadian Broadcasting, and I remember being on Canadian Broadcasting more than once in Vancouver um, when, yeah, it's a long time ago when Moses, who is now 12, was just a baby. I remember holding him on my lap in between the, the interview, but Canadian Broadcasting is the official broadcast channel for Canada, and it does speak for the government. You know, it's kind of like uh, BBC. And so uh, in the course of a conversation with Canadian Broadcasting, the news host suggested that Russia was probably behind that freedom trucker protest, probably Russia. Sound familiar? Yeah. So our neighbors to the north have been poisoned just like we have, and um, they play to each other. And so, um, all right, I wanted to bring you up to date with that. Now, uh, we have, last week, this story actually broke, and I didn't get to it, but we need to talk about this, and that is that the Biden administration is in process of, they've just accelerated bringing in illegal immigrants into the interior of the country and dropping them off in the middle of the night, and they're just disappearing into communities, your community, my community. We don't even know who they are or where they're from. And some of them are actually using uh, their, um, their criminal record as ID. They, they don't have proper ID, but they can get on the plane if they've got, you know, certain papers, arrest warrants, whatever. Um, it's, it is bizarre and dangerous. And as a matter of fact, there's some undercover video that's been discovered. I want to play just one bit of it first. This is White Plains, New York, just last week. Let's listen to clip one. This is what it sounded like. Someone was running a camera as it was dark. You can picture that these immigrants are getting off of the 
off the airplane and officers who are running the thing are are talking to each other. So you'll hear interesting by, back and forth. Let's listen. Clip one. We're not allowed to have the picture taken when we get on base. <laughs> yeah, look. Unbelievable. Yeah. And who's that by? DHS? Yes. That in the United States Army. Safe. Safe on the federal installation. So by DHS once every day. Yeah. On the download. I can give you my state ID, but our work ID, we're not allowed to let uh, anyone right. take a picture. The one that's right there? Yeah, we're not allowed to. Okay, I'll take your name. I don't care. Your state ID's yeah, fine. Yeah, state ID's working. My thing is, I like to comply. You know what I'm saying? I comply. Yeah, Everybody, easy. Uh, yeah. Technically, we're not supposed to show IDs or anything like that. Like I said, everything's supposed to be hush-hush. But you know what? If I show you my ID and I'm up front with you, the next time you see me, hey, I know who he is. Yeah, it's easy. See what I'm saying? That's and then and if you don't, I could just, just not let you out. <laughs> not only that, but you can also turn around and say, hey, you know what? I'm not in the either. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't play that game. You know, I like I like the Easy, easy peasy. I like the close You got a job to do. I got a job to do. We all got jobs to do. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's DHS and the U.S. Army in the middle of the night unloading illegal immigrants illegally in communities around the country. And so um, uh, that incident took place last October, but it was released just last week. And so um, then another undercover agent at a meeting with the uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, they got into kind of a spat. And uh, someone caught this on video, and I want you to listen. This is clip 10. We don't give up. We stay focused. We continue to do the job and the mission that we signed up for. It's kind of hard to say that. To defend the Constitution, not the It's not hard to say it. It may be hard for you to say it, but I've been doing this for 31 years. It's not hard for me to say it. Every day I wake up, and I'm committed to this organization, and I'm committed to each one of y'all. You're getting bogged down. In the policies of the politics. You can't even say illegal alien. What's that? We can't even say illegal That's why Chief Scott left. Why are you guys getting caught up in semantics? Right? There's a mission out there. I've been doing this job as long as y'all. That's a problem. What's that? That's a problem, Chief. For evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That's exactly what's happening here. Good men are doing nothing. You're allowing illegal aliens You're, to be dropped off communities. All right, that's not Mayorkas. That's their, uh, their, their chief. Uh, that they're going back and forth. And I don't know if you caught all of that, but they say, you can't even say illegal aliens. What You can't even say that. And the chief says, well, I've been here for 31 years. Why are you getting caught up in semantics? And then one, one of the agents speaks up and says, all that's necessary for evil to triumph is that good men do nothing. And that's what you're doing. You're doing nothing. Um, so uh, it's, look, the Biden administration and the minions who buzz around Joe Biden, give him his speech, which he gives, and he happily cooperates, are destroying the country. They're destroying relationships in families. Uh, they are creating chaos because this is how the left takes control. They take control out of chaos. And so um, it is a disaster what's happening. And uh, we are going to be reaping, I don't need to paint the picture too drastically, but some terribly bitter fruit from criminals and others, people from countries we have no idea. It's not just uh, South America, Central America. It isn't. They're coming from all over the country sneaking in. And uh, we think of that uh, that incident that happened just uh, last week, that shooting uh, of the guy from who was on the terrorist list. Wh- what was he doing here? How did he get here? I don't think we've ever figured that out. 
Uh, so these are the kinds of things that are happening under the watch of Joe Biden. And that's uh, possibly why his approval rating is down so low. And that's also possibly why they are hellbent on once again uh, taking the election uh, by force if they must. And we will talk about that at greater length. But I want to go back now to the Supreme Court nomination or retirement of Justice Breyer and just give you some perspective on this. First of all, you can see why the court, uh, because they are kind of, that's the third branch of government, and they have such incredible power. They have equal power with the, the executive branch and all of its offices, uh, with the legislative branch, both houses of Congress. And so these nine justices are the balance to that. And they are the ones who will decide many of these issues as they bubble up through the pipeline, whether it's immigration or mandates or whatever. And you can already see how bad decisions detrimentally affect this country. So that's why the left is uh, determined to get Stephen Breyer out. And they succeeded in that. And as I told you last week, the word on the street was that he was angry. Uh, It was leaked to the press, we think, by the White House. Now, an official report from the Washington Post this morning sort of, you know, dances around that. Can't possibly be true, of course, that the White House would force Stephen Breyer's hand. They want him to retire because he's the oldest member of the court, and they want a young radical on the bench. And uh, Joe Biden has already announced he will appoint a black female. And so there's quite a bit of dust-up about that. A black female seems like, look, not because it's a black female, but because when have we ever appointed someone we do this. We've gotten so used to it, we've forgotten how wrong it is. We don't choose people based on their color or their gender. We base it on their character. Remember Martin Luther King? He said it so beautifully. It was God's idea, but it was his it's his words that are really embedded in the hearts of people around the country. We don't look at the we look, don't look at the color of their skin, but the content of their character. But now we're leading with this. We have to have a black female and that somehow that's righteous but it's not righteous and of course it will be a black radical female and that reminds lots of people that Janice Rogers Brown was a wonderful candidate for the Supreme Court I remember her so well and they blocked it because they did not want Republicans to be to appoint the first black woman and so that happened to her also um, remember that the only black member of the Supreme Court Clarence Thomas was defamed and slandered by Senator Joe Biden then Senator, Chairman of the Judiciary Committee. You should hear the back and forth. You can hear it and see it in the video created equal of that great story of Justice Thomas' life. You can see the back and forth and how Joe Biden degraded him. It was amazing. So it's uh, it's smoke and mirrors, ladies and gentlemen. It's about power, not color. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.